Before we get started with today's show, which I'm super excited to share with you, I just want to mention a few really important upcoming events that I would love for you to be part of. First of all, I am speaking at ISSE January 26th. I'm teaching two classes, and that is in Long Beach, California. If you would like to find out more information or grab your ticket, you can visit lauricrete.com. All the details are under my speaking page. Secondly, I have created a Facebook group really to associate it with the followers of this show, and I would love for you to join me on Facebook. It's called Beauty and Success Launchpad. Please answer the questions. This will grant you a very quick access, and I'm not going to lie. I'm doing something in there early 2020 that could change everything for you. I'll be making a big announcement and sharing something that's going to help my fellow beauty practitioners really create beauty and success and become booked perfectly in 2020. So I'm thrilled about that. But now for today's show. Okay, so if you're driving, just know you have to come back and listen to this when you can make notes on what I'm going to share with you. But if you're in a space where you can grab your phone and take notes or a piece of paper, go ahead and hit pause and do so because you're not going to want to miss out on this awesome offer. Today's guest is Angela Gia Kim, and she is a concert pianist turned founder of Savor Beauty, which is a natural skincare line. She owns spas in New York City, and you'll learn more about everything this amazing beauty entrepreneur does. But... She has a special philosophy in business that she practices, and it's called Give, Give, Get. Now, Savor Beauty is a skincare line that's just really lovely, is something that I carried in my Los Angeles spa. It is something that I am now bringing back into my practice in the desert, and it has award-winning serums, creams, cleansers, peels, and masks, and they're sustainably and ethically made by women in the Hudson Valley, upstate New York. And then the products are delivered fresh to Angela's three New York City spas for their signature specialty facials. And really this line has, you'll see press about it all the time. It's been chosen by editors from Allure, Goop, Elle as the best of New York. Saver actually partners exclusively with select spas that have a special interest in women-owned businesses and estheticians. So here's the thing, Angela is offering you guys some pretty exclusive, exciting deals. All you have to do, if you listen to the show and you're super inspired and think, oh my gosh, this is a line that I would love to bring into my spa and offer to my clients, write down this email, partners at saverbeauty.com. And all you have to say is Lori loves Saver and you get a free gift from us. Now, here's where it gets really exciting. If you sign up for a wholesale account and you place an opening order and you let them know it's from this podcast, you're going to gain access to her Saver Beauty Lover System. And this is a retail sales system that Angela speaks about all over the country. And honestly, we used it in my spa. We were all trained by Angela's team on this sales system. And it's just a beautiful, elegant, non-salesy way to retail your products So you capture the sale, not the big online stores, small business support here. Okay. So again, write down partners at saverbeauty.com and let her know 
the little, our little phrase, Lori loves savor and you get a free gift. And then when you sign up, you get a bunch of bonuses. She really practices what she preaches with the give, give, get business philosophy. So stay tuned, enjoy this show. And then you can head over to the new Facebook group, create beauty and success launch pad. And let me know what you think. I know you're going to be totally inspired. She's awesome to listen to and great to learn from. So again, head over, create beauty and success launch pad and let me know what you think. Okay. Enjoy the show. You guys. Hello, and welcome to the beauty biz show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I'm a licensed esthetician, spa owner, industry consultant, speaker, and journalist, and the founder of the Beauty Biz Club, which is the only professional success-based society designed to dramatically up your bookings, increase your profits, and provide you with industry-specific resources that are needed to succeed. If you'd like to know more about how you can become a member of the Beauty Biz Club, please visit beautybizclub.com. Now I invite you to join me as I feature inspirational messages from industry gurus and practical tips to tap into your best success. Stay tuned for some serious beauty biz entertainment. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete, and today I am here with Angela Gia Kim. Angela, hi. I'm so glad we're finally being able to get together and chat. I am so excited to connect with you again, Lori. We're going to have a great time. Oh my gosh, we are. And I feel like so much has changed in your life since we were last kind of conversation. So I can't wait for you to catch me up. But let's tell everybody, are you actually in New York City today? Yes, I'm in Manhattan. I live on the Upper West Side and in my apartment because I didn't want to go to the office today because I knew I was going to speak with you and I didn't want all this background noise. It is hard to get a quiet moment in New York City. Yes, it is, especially on the streets. And, you know, I work out of our Upper West Side spas. So there's always estheticians running up and down. And so I'm glad to have this private moment with you. We're going to dive into everything you do, but so everybody listening in knows you actually own multiple spas in New York City, if I remember correctly. Yes. So I own two spas in the city in Manhattan, one in the West Village and one on the Upper West Side. And then we have a spa in the Hudson Valley, Saugerties, New York, which is, you know, if you don't know the Hudson Valley well, it's kind of like the Napa Valley of California. And um, so that's where we make all of our products fresh daily. I'm so curious. Okay. First of all, first question is how do you create a quiet environment in a spa in New York city? Because yesterday (laughs) we had somebody new move in across the street from me and I was annoyed with them that they opened a drawer and shut it and I could hear it in my room. So, (laughs) um, you know, I think it's just a different mentality in the city. You know, we have to soundproof the rooms and we're quiet. The rooms are, you know, in the back area, But when you come out into the retail area, you've got like this busy street there. And I think just New Yorkers accept that that's the hustle bustle. Do you get a lot of walk-ins in New York City, just people walking by? Yes. For the products, we do a lot of marketing so that, you know, we want to stay booked solid, as you say, for our facials. And so, yeah, I can't wait to dig into all of that stuff today. Okay. So let's start with this. Let's give everybody like a brief summary. Then we're going to segment it out and dive into it. What exactly, like what hats are you wearing right now? I know you have a product line, you have a spa. Just tell me briefly about that. And then we're going to dive deeper into the details. 
Okay. So my multiple hats, mom, wife, um, I've got two sweet dogs and I also have the three spots that we just talked about, but most, you know, importantly to our business model, we have our skincare line, Saver Beauty, and, you know, we're making the products fresh every morning, as I mentioned, and it's made from natural organic products. And we have back bar for our estheticians and our wholesale partners. We are coming out with new enzyme peels, lactic acid peels, all of that so that you can do a facial from A to Z. Yeah, your skincare line, I'm from Vermont. I think we yes. talked about that before. Mm-hmm. We were very green and hip and trendy that way before it was the trendy thing to do. So your line really speaks to my beauty biz soul. I carried it for a long time yeah. in my Los Angeles spa before I sold it. And I still have all of your products in my bathroom that I use on a regular basis. So. Oh, that's so nice. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, it's we based it on Korean beauty rituals using the power of natural science and ingredients. So I'm really proud of it. I really feel like it's our value contribution to the world to remind women to take time for self-care, which is something I'm very passionate about lately. And I'm sure we'll get more into why self-care is so important, especially for healers. You know, we're taking care of other people and we have to really make sure that we're taking care of our own space and energy spiritually, physically, mentally. So there's a lot to talk about in that realm. Well, let's start with how you found your way into becoming, I guess, a beauty entrepreneur because you were a concert pianist. Yeah. And here you are now owning spas and doing something totally different. (laughs) And that's why I always say to people, you know, you make plans, God laughs, right? Because you think you're going to be doing something and just never know where your passion is going to take you. And I know you can relate to that as well. You know, my, my daughter, we were listening to your podcast the other day and she was so cute. You were talking about how you were a flight attendant and she was like, mommy, do you think we met her on the plane one time? (laughs) (laughs) We could have. Yeah. So our life journey is always such an interesting one, right? So, you know, I was a concert pianist a decade ago, about to walk out on stage, and I put on this quote natural lotion all over my body and started breaking out into these horrible hives in front of hundreds of people. So I was very humiliated by that. And so I took a look at the list of ingredients and I was like, I thought this was supposed to be natural, but it sounds like a lot of like chemicals in this one product. And I did a lot of research when I came back to New York City and found ingredients like formaldehyde, which is a very common preservative that's listed number five out of 55 ingredients. And, you know, you're by law, you have to list the ingredients in order of how much is in the formula. And, you know, formaldehyde has been linked to carcinogens. And then there were all these parabens and all of these unnecessary chemical fillers. And, you know, as I dug deeper into the beauty industry, I found a lot of ugly truths like, well, why do you have so much chemicals and preservatives in this? Well, because it's cheap. You can mass produce tens of thousands at one time and you can preserve it for two to 10 years and the cream is still okay. And, you know, at that time, my mom, my aunt and, you know, people that I knew were having a lot of cancer and they were sick. And I just wanted to create something for my mom and me in my kitchen made from these organic ingredients that would work and that my mom would love. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it's inspired by Korean beauty rituals. And so Koreans are obsessed with skincare, as you probably know, Laurie. And I wanted to make something that she would use, that she would give to my aunts in Seoul, Korea, and they would use. 
So I just got into my kitchen and I started making my own concoctions, lotions and potions. And I tried it for like a thousand tries. I and mean, I kept making it, kept making it. And I kept giving it to my mom, my sisters and my friends and, you know, experimenting on my husband. And finally, my mom was like, I really like this. This is nourishing to my skin. This feels anti-aging. And so that's really how the skincare brand was born, was out of passion and hobby. Can I ask you a quick question? Because I feel like this is a missing link for so many beauty entrepreneurs who listen to my show because they want to do something that you're talking about. You know, they want to create their passion and make it Mm -hmm. tangible. When you say you just got into your kitchen and started making products, it was not that simple. Like, were you... Because this was years ago. There probably wasn't all the access to information online. How did you actually do that? Were you buying books? Were you... I'm just curious how you actually start this. Okay. So that's a great question. Cause yes, sometimes when you go through something and then you explain it, it sounds like magic, (laughs) but it it was not magic. There were a lot and lot of failures. And so, you know, at the time, like you just (laughs) said, and I hate this because it's dating myself, but yeah, there weren't that many organic lines out there and and everything I used to joke, you know, and I love Vermont, (laughs) but I used to say everything was Vermont mom and pops that were on the market, you know, (laughs) because it wasn't very sexy and it wasn't like, it wasn't what it is today where it's really cool to be clean beauty brand, right? So I was kind of going into this no man's land, no woman's land. And I would go to the New York public library and I would check out books and study aromatherapy. And my kindergarten teacher who, you know, she and I stay in touch and she had just come to New York city. Like I think it was five years ago. And she brought me a book that I used to study even in high school that was about aromatherapy. And she said, you were even passionate about this back when you were in high school. So it was something that I was really into. And, you know, I was studying the power of essential oils and how, what does aromatherapy do for your body, your mood, your spirit? And then how do you incorporate that into a very nourishing cream? So like it really started with, oh, let me put on some olive oil onto my body. And then I would study it and I'd be like, ooh, that olive oil, it feels like very thick on the skin. It's not absorbing. And then I was like, well, what if I mix olive oil with coconut oil? Smells a lot better, but like it's still sitting on the skin. And so I would do research on the properties of shea butter, cocoa butter. And then I started just layering these things in. And, you know, it's not something I would recommend today for anyone because unless it's a passion and it's a hobby and you have, I don't know, I put, I racked up $60,000 of debt on my credit card, Lori. Like it was an obsession. And, and I, I can talk you through how I eventually paid off the credit cards, but it was something that I felt so passionate about that I wanted to create this for me and my mom and my friends, you know, and today I don't do that anymore. I don't get into my kitchen and make it because that is just not a sustainable way to create something that you're passionate about. I work together very closely with a holistic chemist, but back then that was the only thing I knew is you have to make lots of mistakes and then, whoa, that turned out amazing. Okay. I spent a lot of money. I spent a lot of time, but I'm passionate about that. And that was really my paycheck. Passion was my paycheck. That's what I tell people. And wow, what did I do to make that formula work? You know? So I'm just curious, because now you've got my brain spinning. What was your actual first job? Did it have anything to do transitioning from, you know, playing the the piano? And I'm not even sure, were you paid to do that? Were you on stage? Okay. So that really was probably your first job. So, okay. That was my first job, real job, like professional job. I was a professional concert pianist and I would get paid to travel and do a concert. So everything from retirement homes to concert halls in Paris, that's what I was doing. 
and I was surviving as a freelance artist, which, you know, I always joke and say I was a poor starving artist, but you know, passion was always the thing that drove me. Like I never worked for money because if you would take how much I was making divided by how much I was working, it would probably come out to negative cents an hour, you know, but I was always very driven by, we can make this more excellent. We can make this more passionate. I love this. I'm obsessed, you know? So I'm glad you asked me that question because, you know, that really was my biggest challenge when I became an accident. I call myself an accidental entrepreneur because I was traveling as a solo concert pianist. I never really had to communicate with anyone. I was alone, always practicing by myself, like up to 13 hours a day. So when I really launched this business and I had zero business connections, zero business experience, zero business, you know, basically zero dollars. Well, I had no idea what I was in for. And I remember because when I brought your products in, you have the best training for products. It's literally a PDF that it just works. I didn't have to spend a ton of time. But I remember you saying from there, you went in and you started just, you had a kiosk at a mall or something, right? And people yes. were just ignoring you when they'd walk by. And tell everybody how you shifted from being ignored to people kind of lining up to see and feel and smell your products. Well, okay. So concert pianist, then I'm finding out, oh my gosh, I've got this lotion. And I did my first party. I'd had a party and people bought it. And at first I priced my lotions at like $13. Oh God, I wish I would have known you then. That's awesome deal. (laughs) I know, I know. And then, well, I wouldn't have business, hadn't I changed? I had to figure out what's the value of this product. How much does it actually cost? What's my time worth? I know you talk a lot about that to beauty biz entrepreneurs. But then at the end of the Christmas holiday, the holidays, I was like, why is there like negative in my bank account? This is not sustainable. But then I got pregnant with my daughter and, you know, I decided to quit piano cold turkey and I decided to open up a holiday kiosk in Bryant Park in New York City. And that was my biggest business. And Lori, I had to learn how to sell because I never had to learn how to sell. I was, people would always come to my concerts and I was kind of like the show, right? So I was used to that energy and that dynamic. And suddenly I was needing to approach people and say, hi, would you like to try some organic Chardonnay cream? And that was my big lesson in, you know, I started to develop my sales technique then. And little did I know back then, all that rejection, I felt like such a loser. There were times when I would go in and I was breastfeeding my daughter and it was cold out and she was with me. She was only a month old. And I remember just like sometimes in tears because nobody would buy anything and it would be a $0 day. And I, it was humiliating for me to put myself out there day after day. But at the end of the holiday season, I had sold like $40,000 creams, you know, and I was developing what I call the lover system that I now teach all of my estheticians. I was developing through all the failures. I love that system. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. Um, I was developing like lover stands for L stands for leadership and authority and O stands for objections. Like you have to really look at what are their objections and address it. V is the value. The value of what you're selling is really important to articulate. E is for experience. Women think of experience. So if you're trying to sell them product, you need to not sell them the product, but tell them how they're going to experience your product for a better life. And then R is release. Like you can't hold on to that sale. You can't hold on to your clients. You can't hold on to that. You're a busy, confident woman and you need to release that into the world. And that's, you know, that's where I developed the lover system through all of those trials and tribulations. If I could sum up your lover system into one word, it is a word that is so missing in sales. And that is confidence. 
I know you talk a lot about that in your podcast, which I love. Confidence from start to finish is what you just explained. But you know what? Confidence comes through failures. Like you you need to get comfortable with failures. You know, you need to get comfortable with your mistakes and, and confidence comes from experience. And I think that's, you know, when we're training our new estheticians who we have an apprentice program at Saver Spas, that's the number one thing I always say to them. I'm like, I want you to listen to hypnosis on YouTube. Listen to confidence hypnosis because that really helps positive affirmation. And you're only going to get there. God, practice, practice, practice on so many faces. And eventually you're going to come out with your style, you know, and you're only going to learn how to sell if you put yourself out there and you keep trying. Well, you know? I just had a discovery and you know a lot about what just happened to me. My, I dumped coffee on my computer. It exploded. I got a new computer, blah, blah, blah. But I learned something new this week. And that is confidence also comes through frustration mm-hmm. because I've been so annoyed trying to set this new computer up. And this morning I said to myself, oh my gosh, I feel like a more knowledgeable human being this morning because of all the frustration I just went through. So that's another element that we don't look at. Like when you're really frustrated with something, it probably means if you can power through it, you're going to become more confident and intelligent. Mm-hmm. Right. And trust yourself. Trust that you're going to know, you're going to know the right answers at the right yeah. time. You know, you can take care of yourself. I think that's important, especially if you're on your own and you're freelancing or you're an entrepreneur, knowing that you can trust yourself. And I think even if you're an employee or you're, you know, working for someone else, just knowing that you can trust yourself and through gaining experience, you are gaining that confidence. How many estheticians do you have working for you now? Do you know offhand? Oh my gosh. I want to say like 30. Oh my goodness. Wow. There are maybe 25, any given time, anywhere from 25 to 35 depends. Yeah. And I am not an esthetician, but we have a really strong training program. We, I really, and this comes from my background as a pianist, I believe that you have to train people. And and if you believe in them and invest in them, the one thing I learned, Lori, and I don't know if this is true in California, but people graduate from aesthetic school they get their certification and they're not taught a lot of things. They're not taught microdermabrasion, peels. They're not taught, they don't get enough hands-on experience. And so we find that when they're coming out of school, a lot of spas reject them, don't give them that chance. And that's why we started the apprentice program because we do want to give chance to women who want to grow and empower them through training and give them that experience of like, okay, more faces. You need it. You need to try this on more faces and you need the right guidance. Is that true in California? It really is. I think, you know, the school's designed to get you to to pass state board. That's their main, you know, objective when you're in school, they Mm -hmm. want you to pass that. And that is what I tell estheticians starting out. I'm like, you just, you have to know how important it is to invest in yourself and advance education. And Mm -hmm. even now more than ever, even mindset, because it's a noisy world Mm -hmm. out there and you have to show up feeling like you're centered, balanced, confidence, all that stuff. So yes, I have to agree with you there. And I Mm -hmm. love that you're doing an apprentice program. What exactly does that look like? So we have them come in. We give them 40 hours of training, 20 hours with our master esthetician, where they're just learning even the art of towel removal, hot towel removal, because a lot of people are coming out and they even seasoned estheticians are just, I feel like there's, you know, when you're in the treatment room, I, I want everything to be beautiful, almost like a dance. That's what our master esthetician always says. It should be a beautiful dance, you know, and they need to know that you're in control of your room. And so we try to teach them the timing, how to take off the product 
and so that everything is beautiful, you know, and, and mesmerizing in the treatment room. And so we do that training for 20 hours and then we give them real clients on the floor and we advertise just to a select group of people. We say, come in, you get an apprentice facial and in exchange for the apprentice facial at a discount, we ask for your feedback. So they always have to fill out a form and then we're meeting with the esthetician every week and we're giving them that feedback, real life client feedback. And then they have to pass. Some people don't pass and some people do. And then we invite them to be part of our team. Gosh, that's such an awesome system that you have. I love that. Yeah, it is great. And you know, I think what it does is it, we've gotten the feedback that no other spa invests in training like this. And I will tell you, it is at times when people don't pass, you're like, oh my gosh, all that investment, but it's worth it because people stay for a long time. They really appreciate, they appreciate the education, you know? I imagine it's really hard to find somebody in New York City to start out and build a clientele because it's expensive to live there. It is, but we have the clientele and so we have the demand. So we just need the esthetician. So I think that's a little different. And are you you just using your, basically your product line? You've really simplified your life. So I know that's part (laughs) of it. Are you just using your products pretty much in the treatments? Like it is your Saver product facial. Only, yeah. We're only doing Saver Beauty products. We develop all the products that we need. We develop it based on client feedback, all of our estheticians feedback. And then like now we've branched out to try to, to open up with wholesale partners. And our passion really is, estheticians, because that's sort of what we specialize in, as you can tell. And so we're partnering with other, you know, esthetician entrepreneurs and small boutique spas to give them the resources that we've learned. How do you train, how we're training their estheticians or them, how to use the products. Like we're basically kind of opening up little safer beauty concept spas with different And if somebody wants to find out about this, just give them the URL because I know they're probably like salivating to know right now. Okay. <laughs> it's saverbeautypro.com and the email is partners at saverbeauty.com. And we, you know, you can partner with us in any which way. If you just need peels, that's fine. And we, and our estheticians train you or your estheticians, because we just believe that training is so important, but not only training. And I know Lori, you're going to resonate with this, not only training in the products, but just like giving advice on how do you run this? How do you sell the product? Cause my master esthetician, she's always reminding me, hey, we don't go into this to become salespeople. We're healers. Estheticians need to learn how to sell because, by the way, it's really important that you sell on so many levels, but um, yourself and getting booked. And I know you talk about books all the time. You have to learn how to do it in a way that feels authentic. Well, right? here's the problem. And you may or may not know this from running a spa, but it's so hard to be an esthetician and pamper somebody for an hour and then immediately after say, great, get up and let me see your credit card. Yeah, that (laughs) that is awkward. They're two different worlds. So you can transition. You can. I think it's more like, you know, and I'm always all about scripts. Like if you have the words, if you figure out what you want to say in advance, that's half the battle because the awkward part, yeah, words are a power. So if you think about it in advance and you're like, think of it, number one, as getting their credit card, you're thinking of it as an exchange of positive energy. And you just did the most amazing thing. You made this woman feel more beautiful. You gave her healing energy. You gave her your time, your energy. And so it's more like an exchange of that, right? So it's like, okay, great. I want to put you on the skin wellness program. This is what I always, we train our esthetician to say, next time I'd love to 
we did the pumpkin peel today. I want to graduate to the 10%. Your skin did really well with it. We're going to continue working on that hyperpigmentation. And I'd love to see you in four to six weeks so we can continue on this skin wellness program. And I'd like for you to be using this product at home. I need you to use it, you know, morning and night two drops, you know, so very prescriptive versus sales, you know, cause your job is to help them beyond that one hour in the treatment room and to help them to feel and look more beautiful. And right. You know, that was my, once I got through that transition where I go, okay, this is not salesy. Cause it was the hardest thing I had to do in the very beginning. And now it's totally. my favorite thing to do is just set them up the right way. But yes. this actually is going to lead us right into something I really wanted to talk to you about because if you, as the beauty provider, beauty entrepreneur, are not getting these products into your clients, into their hands and customizing their routine for them, they're going to go buy it somewhere else. They're going to go and buy their drugstore brands, which you don't want because it's going to make your life so much more difficult when they come in using all of this like non-effective product on their skin. You're going to work twice as hard with all those extractions. And yeah, you're right. They are, everyone's using a cream, right? Everyone is well, most people are hopefully washing their face and hydrating. It may as well, you deserve that, right? You deserve that exchange yeah, of energy. And so do they. They've invested a lot for their facial. Send them home yes. with what works for their specific skin concerns and, and, and type. Yes. So I know you do, you have such a fascinating life to me because you own these spas, you've created amazing products, and then you get to do fun stuff. Like I always see you on the news. I know you're on QVC. Mm -hmm. And tell me, like, just let's be honest for our listener. You're out there, you're selling it online, you're selling it on QVC, and you're selling it in your spa. And I know you, and I know that mm -hmm. your girls have sales goals to hit when they're in your spa. Tell me how they're yes. hitting them when it's available in other spots, because this is really going to help our listener. Yep. Okay. I always say to my estheticians, if they say, oh, but they bought it here, and so I couldn't meet my, I'm always like, this is all about abundance. And every single skincare line out there now, it's available online. You just, it, you know, it's so rare that it's only available for spas. And I think the more that we get used to partnering with our brands that we carry, the better it's going to be. So for example, you know, one thing that we try to do is like, we'll say, okay, we know that Cyber Monday, Black Friday is coming up. So we're going to offer what we would normally offer online to our spa spa partners in advance. So we're always thinking of them or, you know, something that you can do as a solo practitioner is work with the brands that, as partners, they need to be your partners and say, listen, it's available online. So I need some leverage. So they're going to buy from me. So get a gift with purchase, ask them for like mini travel products so that you're educating your guests, your clients that you can buy that on Amazon or wherever, but you're not going to get the gift with purchase unless you get it here. You know, so you're giving that added value that they can't get anywhere else. And I think it's all about just thinking like a strategic business person or, you know, a beauty biz practitioner that you would approach your brands and ask for that partnership. I think that's really important. Yeah. I like that. And do you do that like gift with purchase to help the esthetician out? And this, I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yes. Gift with purchase. Like, so what we're doing is yes, for our spa wholesale partners, we say, okay, you get this gift with purchase. If you purchase this, you get all of these sample packets. If you purchase this intro deal, whatever the packages are, we're trying to amplify with gift with purchase because we don't want to see the discounts. You I know just what thought I mean? of a question that I want to ask you on okay. a whim. Yes. <laughs> I know it's probably like trying to pick your favorite child, but what is your favorite product right now in your brand? 
um, the raspberry serum. Mm -hmm. It's an, our nourishing serum called the Lyme Diminishing Serum. I just feel like it's beautiful balm for my dry face. <laughs> and I love to layer that underneath the truffle face cream, which is rich with vitamin B. And it just feels so luxurious, especially we're transitioning from fall to winter. Well, I have to say my prod, favorite product of yours all the time is the eye cream. I've never in my life experienced. I keep it on my nightstand and I put it on the second I wake up in the morning. I call it like a little cup of coffee for my, oh my eyes. Gosh. It makes me wake up and feel invigorated and just kind of a nice way to start the morning. I love that you just said that because it does have caffeine in it. So it does brighten. And then if you're using it at nighttime, finishing your date, because it's the caviar eye cream with a little caviar waking up with a little caffeine. I love yeah, it. Definitely my favorite <laughs> ever eye cream ever love it so I know people I hear that a lot the caviar eye cream is one of our top sellers so you and I have done something parallel I don't know if you yes. even know this but I kind of not kind of I sold my spa and I simplified my entire yes. life and it feels good I have more money mm -hmm. in the bank than I've ever had I feel centered I feel focused and I feel creative and I know when I said Angela what do you want to come on the show and talk about you're like oh definitely from burnout to beauty <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the shift that you've made over the last few years and how it's positively impacted your life. Okay. You and I know each other, Lori, is through Savor the Success, not Savor Beauty, right? Well, I want to go back farther than that because you may not know this. And this is also something else. So can you hold that thought for one second? I yeah. saw you win an award like uh, or a uh, loan yeah. or something on Amex. Will you tell everybody just briefly how what that was and maybe how they could sign up for something like that? Wait, so was it a commercial for Amex? Maybe it was something to Amex where I thought you got a business loan from them or you got a business grant or something cool. Um, I don't If I did, my bank didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say we were, yes, Amex and I were partnering for a while just from, you know, me as, as a person and them. And they did sponsor one of the conferences that I did and I was very grateful to them for that. And they featured me in a lot of their Amex commercials. So maybe that's, that's where I saw you first forever ago. And I'm like, okay. she is doing such <laughs> cool things. And then it transitioned over to Sabre, but that's how I first found out who you were. Okay. So, so I know we've used the word Sabre a lot. So Sabre Beauty is the beauty business. And then Savor the Success was my organization to help other women entrepreneurs to succeed. And so I had that organization for over a decade, I think. And, it, you know, it's probably very similar to your beauty biz membership. We had members. I was inspiring. I did a lot of conferences, a lot of retreats to help them grow their business. And I think as time went on, I started to just get burnt out. You know, I, I'm sure you feel this when you're the leader of something that big, you need to be inspiring. And, and I tended to take on the problems of the women I was working with. You know, I would go to bed worrying and I was like, Oh my God, I have my own business and I'm doing this. And I think it just started weighing on me. And this is where you and I had talked a little bit about self-care and I, I was not caring for myself. I was working insane amount of hours. I was hosting these really crazy business events and for 500 women. And I think it just became too much. And I developed panic attacks. I was developing rashes. I got intestinal problems where I would get very, very sick. And I'd be on the floor in my bathroom all night, just like on, you know, getting very sick. 
And I think the stress became too much. And so I made that really hard decision that I just wanted to focus on my own employees. I wanted to focus on the beauty, beauty aspect, self-care aspect. And so I made that gut-wrenching decision to close Save of the Success and really just not be involved with that. And in the interim, I had developed this planner, um, Saver Planner, which is, you know, a 90 day planner for women who want to organize their quote, gorgeous chaos. And that was, and still is selling so well. So I decided to keep that part of the business and bring that into Saver Beauty and really incorporate how do you plan self-care into your life so that you're listening to what your intuition is saying, so that you're really listening to uh, what your body is telling you. And so you're listening to what your passion, where your passion is leading you so that you don't get into, so that you're not curled up in the bathroom all night, you know, throwing up and getting stressed out and not able to really cope. So that's really my renewed thing from burnout to beauty. And how do you use self-care to fill your cup? So you're giving to others from a cup that overflows versus an empty one. I love that. And I use your journal. I don't know if you really, whenever Mm -hmm. I'm planning something big in my life, like I'll take it on vacation. So when I feel creative, I can just have every idea and every goal and strategy in one spot. Yes. And that planner just took off. Like once in a while you do something and I'm sure you can relate to this, Lori, and it just takes off and you don't understand why and don't question it. But I felt like so good because I feel like that planner has made a difference for so many people's lives. I feel really humbled and and almost like I was a vessel for, okay, everything I've learned from being a concert pianist, from being a businesswoman, from being a mom, I created a system to help other women to quote, organize their gorgeous chaos. And I think, you know, I'm really proud of that. I forgot that that's actually one of the things that I was drawn to when I started following you was the gorgeous chaos, because that really is what it feels like. And that's probably why your journal has taken off. And I was actually talking to this esthetician who's been quoted in Bizarre and Vogue. And she, I said, Mm -hmm. oh, do you know Angela J. Kim? I'm getting ready to interview her. And she goes, I do. She has like this cool binder or something, right? So (laughs) you are known for that. (laughs) She lives in California now, but oh my god, Britta, what's her name? Plug. Oh, okay. I'll have to look her up. But like, that's so cool. That's a lot of people come to our spas looking for that self care planner, you know. And they're like, "This is so cool. I've never heard of a planner that says that you have to plan your self care morning and night." We have AM and PM rituals. Lori, I don't even. You don't even have it yet. You know the newest edition. I'm awesome. gonna send you one. Awesome. I but could yeah, use one so, now that the new year's starting. So thank you. Yes. Yes. I've watched your Instagram and it's changed so much. And now I see you cooking these awesome dinners with your family and drinking wine up in (laughs) upstate New York. Are you spending more time away from the city? Well, during the week, you know, my daughter goes to school in Manhattan. So we're here during the week. And then we go up to the farmhouse on the weekends. We have a cute little 1840s farmhouse. And yeah, my husband cooks really beautiful meals. I'm getting into energy balls and like, you know, these smoothies and soups and just making sure that I'm nourishing my body and not eating sweet potato fries, which I love all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you, what is your favorite self-care ritual or what do you make a a habit of doing now that you did not? And I know what you're talking about, feeling anxiety and taking on other people's problems. So your life probably feels so very different right now. Yes, it does. I mean, that's why I admire so much what you're doing. I know that you, 
I think you're more evolved than I was when I was running Save the Success. Just based on your podcast, you really know how to take care of yourself. So I think you're good, but I, I understand how you're probably absorbing a lot because not only are you mentoring other women, but you're also you empathize on a whole new level because you've been through it all, right? So when they share their business problems, anyway, I would feel it viscerally. I touched upon it that I put $60,000 of credit card debt to even just do this hobby of mine and the financial stress and opening up spas in New York City. You know how much rent is so expensive. And then when you're, you have the pressure of payroll and you know that people are depending on you for their paycheck and you're responsible to make sure they're busy and you know all that pressure and then if you're hearing it from other practitioners you know I can imagine you're probably absorbing it so it's just really important that we take care of ourselves so you asked um, what my favorite self-care ritual is it's really just not working in the morning and not working at night and just being able to turn off. And I do yoga stretches by night. My favorite thing is to wash my face the right way at nighttime. And I, that's whenever people come to me and say, I want to start my self-care journey. I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to teach you how to wash your face every single night. And I want to teach you how to do it so that you're savoring and you're doing it the right way and you're absorbing and really feeling the rhythm and your the aromas, you're taking in the aromas and you're really touching your skin with your fingertips and you're present and you're spiritually, you know, taking off the day's worries and you're going to bed with a clean slate and waking up with a fresh start. You know, I, I really think that's symbolic. What a beautiful so, gift to give a New York City woman. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> I know because it only takes a minute and you can do it in your tiny bathroom. Like, yes, (laughs) you can do it in your tiny bathroom. Yes. (laughs) And I just interviewed Jess about her new book, plant-based. I know she was one of your estheticians. Yes. Such a beautiful book. I mean, plant-based beauty. I even when every time I think about it, I get the chills. Like Jess is like, she was very special when she was working for us. Like I knew she was on a different trajectory. Like she was very, I didn't even, when I listened to her story on your podcast, like I didn't know half of her story. So it it really shares, it opens up a lot for me on why she was so special, but that book is so stunning. And I'm just really proud of her and the way she gave birth to that baby. Oh my gosh. I'm not a mom, but I was like getting a little bit weepy and emotional when she was telling the story. And I was hearing about what she went through and the 911 call and yeah, she is amazing. And I, I was the reason I brought her up is because you must have taught her well, because she said that was the first thing she unpacked was her Savor Beauty. When she moved into her oh new my home, gosh, so she made sure it was at the hospital with her. So. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. You know what? But I think like those stories are really special because, you know, I heard her on your podcast and she had Instagrammed me and said, make sure you listen to until the very end because I brought up your name again. So, you know, she said that I had taught her to look at life with the lens of wouldn't it be amazing if, yes, yes. and I had forgotten about that. <laughs> I forgot that too, because you used to teach that inside saver. Oh my gosh. And I forgot that. And so yesterday at our manager's meeting, every Wednesday we have a manager's meeting. I was like, Hey guys. So like, I was just reminded, wouldn't it be amazing if we met our goals? Like, let's go around the table and say, wouldn't it be amazing if, and I, I'm just really happy that she absorbed and hopefully my other employees have absorbed lessons and people who are in savor the success. I would be so happy if anything I taught was just lived on and impacted other people's lives. Well, I think that you are a mass, I know you're a massive inspiration to many women. And Mm, I think that you are going to feel the love when this, this show goes live. So you'll have to let me know. 
Can I share one story that I hope nobody thinks it's morbid? I think I hope they think it's uplifting. Or, or am I talking way too much? I feel like I keep no, because this is what the you. show is all about. I'm loving this conversation, and you can share whatever you want. So please feel free. Okay, you know my sister-in-law uh, passed away very suddenly. She was hit. She, you know, my husband's family is from Switzerland. She was hit by a tram in Geneva, and so we went over for her funeral and. I'll never forget this. And I think this is the most important thing for us who are in the beauty business for us to remember. I will never forget walking into her apartment and just seeing so much beautiful stuff that she had acquired. And I remember that was always very important to her, like buying beautiful things. And she was in a lot of financial debt. Like she really invested in a lot of things. And what was valuable to her now became her parents' burden. And they needed to figure out what to do with this, all this stuff. And this apartment filled with handbags, little knickknacks, pottery, little things that she had collected at different flea markets. You know, and it just made me realize how we should really pay attention to how we invest in experiences and life moments and how when we went to her, you know, I guess we could call it her life party because that's what we wanted her to, her friends to think of it, of it as, you know, they went around and shared how Chantal had given them chocolates or talked to them in their most depressing moments or given them her umbrella when it was raining. And it really dawned on me how our spirit and how we impact other people's lives, that's really the most valuable thing that lives on and not our stuff that we acquire. And so I just think it's really important that we remember that when you're, you know, working on people in the treatment room, you're really making an impact that lives beyond, right? When you listen to, I'm sure, you know, you're listening to people's trials and tribulations. You're there. You have no idea sometimes what's going on in their lives and you're providing that moment of healing. It's living on in so many more impactful ways than you can ever imagine, you know? So like, I think that's what's important. I love that story. And I'm sorry. That, I mean, not the part, of course, for the family loss. Right. I'm very sorry to hear of that. But, you know, what you said is very powerful because when I decided to sell and leave Los, my spa and leave Los Angeles, that was a super hard decision because that business, I worked day and night to build it for 17 years. It was my mm. only child, really. Yeah, yeah. And when I left there, I never once ever once until you just said this, this came into my mind, thought about how big of a tip somebody left me or what they spent in my business. What I left there with the emotional part of it that made it so hard was my cancer patients that would come in and mm. say, after this facial, I'm not in pain for three days or oh the God. letters that I got that said, Lori, you changed my life by giving me that little bit of advice about what to do with my child. Or those mm. were the things that made it hard to leave a business. It wasn't the financial aspect of it yeah. at all. I didn't even think about that stuff. So thank you yeah. for bringing that into my awareness. And that's one of the trainings that I teach. It's called impact and income, because I don't think we realize mm. how deeply we and beautifully we impact the lives of others in this industry. Yes. You will never know. 80% of people will never tell you just how deeply you impacted them. Right. 
you will never oh know. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. When I left the spa, I got these mm. letters from women that were saying, I'm sitting here crying because I sent a, wow. an email out saying that I was leaving Los Angeles and um, I just made my spa such a safe place for everybody. So you're right. I had no idea. And most people won't unless they decide to do something crazy, like give up their spa and walk away from yeah. it. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, like when we were at that life party for my sister-in-law, I don't think they shared those moments with Chantal and she will never know. And, and I, I just hope that story really makes everyone feel really good about what they're doing and that it is much more than about the tip. It's really what you're doing to impact other people's lives. It's so important. It gives really important meaning to what I, you're doing. You know, as you are speaking and as my guests are speaking, I feel like Tyler Henry, the Hollywood medium, do you ever listen to him or do you know what show I'm talking about? I know there's a Tyler and I know that there's a media, there's a psychic out there called that. So I don't know if it's the same. It probably is. He scribbles as people are talking and that's what I do during the show. So I want to tell you, I want to just like kind of wrap a few things up with the the things that I've scribbled down as you were talking, because I think they're worth a mention. You know, I think that something that practitioners may or may not be super aware of is the fact that high stress, you said when you were walking on stage, you broke out in hives. That's how you started your skincare line. If your clients are going through a high stress situation, I think that you have to readjust their skincare. That's something that you could do as a practitioner that would totally benefit a client and make them feel very cared for. Because the more stress you're under, you cannot be using these highly active chemical-based products. So that's a sales tool when somebody is checking out. So that was a note that I took. Thank you for bringing that into my awareness. Is there Gosh, that's amazing. I, that's a great way to verbalize that and articulate it as well. Yes. If you, somebody's under high stress, they better be clean and green. That, that was my note when you were speaking. So <laughs> you can teach that to your estheticians going I'm in. Going like to. high stress clients, let's mellow them out and send them home with, you know, some real green proper care. And then something else you said that, you know, it's unfortunate and I hope nobody gets mad at me, but I do believe in speaking the truth about our industry here. And the problem right now in this industry, and I want to hear your thoughts on this is really profits are so much more, you know, that's what companies are looking at profits over real results in health. And that's a bummer when you Mm -hmm. really say you have the intention to make women look and feel beautiful, but the profits override your results and your, and really the wellness that the product's supposed Mm -hmm. to deliver. Okay. What do you mean by that? I mean that, you know, you're right. You said you were getting on stage and it was supposed to be natural and healthy and you broke out in hives because there were so many crazy ingredients in that Uh product. So, you know, results in in marketing are taking priority over the real wellness behind the brand. Right. Definitely. And your products are, you can feel it when you put them on. Like you made that a priority to make it very clean. And I think it was because I thought I was going to be a concert pianist for the rest of my life. And I created it with very pure intention. And it was really supposed to be for my mom and me, you know, and I think when you do something with pure intention, that's the spirit that lives on through the products. So I thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. And you do wholesale accounts, right? Tell everybody listening one more time, if they are interested in carrying, which I know they're going to be your line, how do they get in touch with you? Okay. So you can go to saverbeautypro.com and, and then also you can also email partners at saverbeauty.com. I believe in give, give, get. I know that's one big secret that I want to share with your audience is giving. You never know what you're going to get until you give with a generous spirit. So that's the spirit in which I want to tell you this. I believe in giving gifts. So please email partners at saverbeauty.com. And I'd love to send you a little gift. And yeah, that's how you can reach out. Just say, I listened to Angela on the Beauty Biz Show and I'm here for her give, give, 
debt <laughs> gift. Yes. And mention <laughs> all that. the magical word, Lori, and the doors will open. Awesome. I love that. And then something, I don't know if we just coined this together with our beauty biz minds or if it's out there, yes. but I love the phrase self-sustainability. Mm, because mm-hmm. that's what both of us have kind of created in our world from being these hustlers working 24 seven to simplifying. It really is about self-sustainability. Yes. A sustainable self is another way to say it. I think, you know, we're all in it for the long haul and you want to show up your best self for you to so you genuinely authentically feel good. And then that's really affects those around you. And especially, you know, for me as a leader, I feel like what I do and say really affects a lot of people. And I know a lot of your listeners feel the same way. I know, Lori, of course you feel that same way. So we have to make sure that what we are feeding ourselves both internally, in our, psychologically, spiritually, physically, that it's going to contribute value for sustainability, right? Yes, yeah. And it's the only way you can give to others. And toxicity, I know that's a very negative word, but I do, toxicity is everywhere in skincare products, there's toxins, there are toxic people, there are even toxic clients, you know, you got to put up that aura so that you're protecting yourself from someone else's toxicity. And just even toxic things on YouTube, whatever you're bringing into your body, it's really important that we protect ourselves, you know, so that we can vibrate at a much higher level. Yes, that Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about how we don't even know, but when we're exposing ourselves to these things, we literally hold on to them within ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yes. I want to ask you a few questions as we wrap up today. And they're kind of, I always, you know, like kind of the rapid fire questions, but so take a moment to think if you need to, you don't have to answer them quickly, but I'm just okay. curious right now, what makes you happy? Hmm. What makes me happy is when I feel like what I'm doing is contributing to somebody else's growth. Another thing that makes me incredibly happy is my daughter. You know, I love that she's 10 years old and she still wants to, what she says, she says to me, I want to cuddle waddle mama. (laughs) I, I love that. I love a happy meal. I love connecting with my friends. I love connecting with you. I love making an impact with other powerful women. Um, Those things make me incredibly happy. I love that. So is there anything that, and it can be a good or a bad, anything that makes you cry? Mm. I cry at somebody else's pain. Like when uh, I cry, whenever I'm on my, on the treatment room bed, you know, like I'll be lying there getting a facial from one of my estheticians and then they share one of their life stories with me and I'm crying and I can't stop myself. And I'm embarrassed and I'm crying. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want them to see me crying. But like, you know, one of my estheticians the other day shared her health problems with me and I couldn't stop crying. And I'm like, Oh my God, I hope she doesn't see me crying or, and of course she does. Cause she's working on my face or another one of my employees, her father passed away. That made me cry. And I think I get that from my mom because my mom is so empathetic and I don't love to be vulnerable in front of other people, but that's when I lose it is at someone else's pain. Sometimes it's the best gift you can give somebody. I remember when my best friend lost her dog and you never really know what to say, but her husband texts me and uh, said we had to put Chloe down last night and I called her. And when she picked up the phone, we both just started crying together. Didn't have to say anything. And I think yeah. that can help somebody heal when you share their pain with them. So Yes. Okay. Two more questions. What are you the most proud of right now? The team that I've built. I love that. Yeah. I am so proud that 
I feel like we've built a team that almost operates like a, an orchestra, you know, and I can trust them and they trust me. And there's a really good positive vibe. You know, I hold them accountable for excellence. So sometimes not all conversations are roses and peaches and cream, but they also hold me accountable you know, as our boss. So I I love that we are operating on a very high level as a team. For once, I feel like we've finally gotten there. So I'm going to ask you for a huge favor. You don't have to say yes right now. You can email me later. But would you come into my club, my membership site and teach on team building in the new year? Oh, yeah. 10 tips to building, you know, your orchestrated team. Because I remember when we were in Saver chatting, that was one of your biggest challenges. Yes. And it's through a lot of, well, no, I would love to teach what I know because awesome. I, you know me, I don't like to hold on to my own lessons to myself. I always feel like, oh my gosh, all this trials and tri- tribulations of failures and successes, I want to share them with somebody. So I used to share them with my Save the Success community, but I don't have anyone else to share it with. So I'd love to share it with your community. Okay, Just one hour, because this is where yeah. the girls are really struggling right now is team building. So any advice? Yes. It's hard. It's so challenging. It's one of the hardest things, especially if you are a woman that wants to maintain excellence. And it's really hard to let go of and be entrusting someone else with your baby. Yes. yes. And, you know, and how you're viewed, yeah. but yeah, let's dive deeper into that. I would totally appreciate it. And then they'll pick your brain about more products too. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So if we can wrap yeah. it up, is there one success tip you can leave a beauty entrepreneur that you feel like would make a big difference in their world? This is not going to answer your question right now, but I do want to say if you, do you have estheticians that are employees as well? All walks of esthetician and wellness. And now we're getting a lot of energy healers in the group too. Oh, wonderful. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Because to me, being an employee is like kind of the best of all worlds because you are an entrepreneur. I call them entrepreneurs because you are building your beauty biz within, and and then you don't have to worry about the bills. I think that's amazing. So I did want to be inclusive that just because you don't own the business doesn't mean that you aren't an entrepreneur because really you need to build, right? People are going to rebook with you. You're selling product, especially if you're commissioned. It's it's a very powerful space to own. So I wanted to throw that out there. So let's take it back to confidence. And I think confidence is really important to gain momentum with. And the only way you're going to get there is if you embrace mistakes and failures. And But when I say embrace, I mean that every single mistake, every single failure, there needs to come with that responsibility of self-awareness and self-reflection. So I'll take it back to when we talked about me learning how to sell and I was selling my creams out in the cold with my daughter and I was breastfeeding her and I was, you know, failing and getting rejected. I think every single rejection, failure, mistake, if you think, just step back and say, okay, what did I do right? What have I learned? What am I going to do differently next time? really important for the awareness to open up in that space because that's where you're going to get confident. If you keep failing and you're not aware and you keep making the same mistake over and over again, you're not going to gain that confidence. But if you take a look at it and you embrace it and say, okay, this happened, what is my biggest takeaway and what am I going to do better next time? And you do it and you're getting better each time and you're shifting each time you are going to become this amazing, beautiful, confident woman. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much.
for everything you shared today. I know that my listeners are absolutely going to love listening to you, your experience, your advice, and I totally appreciate you and you taking the time to be here. Thank you so much, Lori. I'm grinning from ear to ear. Me too. Nice chatting with you, Angela. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Beauty Biz Show. If you enjoyed the show and you would take the time to leave a kind review over on iTunes, that is very much appreciated. And if you find you are left craving more Beauty Biz inspiration and success tools, then you're going to want to head over to beautybizclub.com, which is the premier online success academy where talented practitioners go to maximize their potential and to become booked perfectly. Again, that is beautybizclub.com and it would be my pleasure and my honor to help you tap into your highest potential in the beauty industry. 